0: Welcome to Vice and Easy, your podcast for all things Miami Vice, with your host, Marina. Hello, and welcome back to Vice and Easy as we continue on our Crockett Caitlin Burnett arc with a trip to Los Angeles. Wink, wink, uh, spoiler alert, it's not actually Los Angeles. It's Miami pretending to be Los Angeles, which is actually quite interesting because usually it's Long Beach pretending to be Miami. <clears throat> Nip tuck. <clears throat> Every episode after like the fourth episode of the first season of Dexter. So I was like trying to. I was like researching all these places. I was like, oh, 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 boo! That would have been really fun. That would have been really fun. I think they could have, especially like L.A. Hollywood in the eighties. Oh, there's this movie called The Vice Squad, and it's. I don't know his name on Yellowstone. I've watched like three episodes. I should love Yellowstone. I don't know why. I just hasn't. I think every time I try to get into Yellowstone, I just don't have the time to devote to it. But basically, the guy who plays, I think it's best husband. He's Cole Hauser. His father's name is Wings Hauser and Wings Hauser, Wings How. Oh, my God. How many Hausers? Wings Hauser is the star of Vice Squad. And it's... L.A., Hollywood in the mid-80s, and it's perfection as a B-movie. And that's what I really want this episode to have embraced. But alas, here we are. Season 4, Episode 11, A Rock and a Hard Place. Per IMDb, newly married Crockett gets entangled with Caitlin's record company executives. That's just putting it lightly. And if we have forgotten, we are doing a little recap at the beginning Previously on Miami Vice, I am very sad that I wasn't actually able to get that clip. I don't know what happened to it. I swear I had it. I was so excited. I have it from Brothers Kiefer, the pilot. So let me put that in there.
1: Last on Miami Vice.
0: Boo, it's not even close. I'm sorry. But basically, yes, everything that happened in like a hurricane with Tommy getting whacked, with the regular executives talking at the end, like, what should we do about Caitlyn? Surprise, 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 surprise. It's caught up to her. So as she is flying first class with a fan holding up a cover of Rolling Stone with Sheena Easton on it. Um, By the way, I also looked this up. Sheena Easton did not have her own Rolling Stone cover. Crockett, you know, is a little bit dismissive. This is kind of just foreshadowing of like Caitlyn not having proper security and Caitlin's fine with it just a fan the flight attendant basically like tells him to get lost but this is where you see the beginning of Crockett rightfully so worried about her security message and once Caitlin and Crockett land in Los Angeles we as an audience are treated to some mid i don't want to say mediocre but let's say mid 1980s Los Angeles b-roll footage Chinese theater, the Hollywood sign, Venice Beach with a no bicycle sign as a guy is riding a bicycle, the Capitol Records building, which unfortunately I've never been able to go to. I believe it is just for private events. The Walk of Fame, Hollywood and Vine. Trust me, when you go to L.A., Hollywood is uh, not as glamorous as it is. There's a reason why all the celebrities live in like West Hollywood and Brentwood and Santa Monica. Put it that way. And... As they pull up in the limousine to the hotel, Crockett's taken aback, and rightfully so, that there's just like a horde of people waiting. And as they exit the limousine, we meet Caitlin's Smarmy PR guy. Welcome to LA.
1: Yeah?
0: Who are you? <laughs> Josh Terrell? maybe in the Come on,
1: please take your face. We
0: better step on it. Yeah, after hearing Mr. Davies. It kind of explains why Crockett is so ambivalent towards this guy again, as they're walking through the mass horde of people to get to this conference room to do a press conference, Crockett gets kind of lost in the shuffle. He's pushed back. He's not next to Caitlin. Caitlin's next to her guy. They go into the room, but because Crockett is not with her and doesn't have press credentials, he is not allowed in. and this is a familiar face. You can yell at me in the comments. I He's been on an episode of Miami Vice. I just cannot remember his name.
1: Uh, may I see your press credentials, please? I uh, well, I have to see a press card, sir. I don't have a press card. That's my wife. I'm sorry I can't let you enter without credentials. I'm sure you understand, sir. What's
0: your husband going to be doing while you're on tour? What's your husband going to be doing while you're on tour? So it's kind of setting the scene of this episode of Crockett not feeling like he has a place in his wife's professional life because of his professional life any other job she could say like oh he's gonna go do xyz but she can't be like oh he's an undercover cop in miami pretending to be a drug dealer i get it but seeing the door slamming crockett's face we know how this episode is going to end up in the hotel room crockett does bring up very important point. Spaced
1: on the damn security arrangements. Maybe they just forgot.
0: They forgot?
1: Your wife is dead, Mr. Crockett. We forgot.
0: Message! Ooh. Also, the record executives are also there to greet Caitlin as she has a party in her honor tonight. And I thought this was Mel's Drive-In, which has, I think, two or three Los Angeles locations. It's very kitschy, 50s-themed Because I was like, oh, this is not what I expected, but I guess this is like a retro party in the 80s. It's just, you know, 40 years later, it's very retro, but it's fun. And you have... Kind of go-go dancers, but not as cute outfits in cages. Uh, lots of seafood. Lots of gas station signs on the wall. Then you have our shady record executives. I just have them as f and W. I I forget what their full names are. I'm going to look that up before I continue recording this episode. <laughs> Both in different shades of gold blazers. We have the British one with the really unfortunate ponytail. Then we have the other one, the kind of nerdy looking one, talking to another guy who, again, also looks very familiar. At first I thought this was Robert Wagner. I'm like, no, I don't think Robert Wagner would be playing a washed up musician on my device at this time. And <laughs> this is what it was like being ghosted in the 80s. It is. The, uh, my machine's been on the fridge. Yeah? yeah? For three weeks? Then as they're trading barbs, a gossip columnist walks over to discuss what he's been trying to dig up with Caitlin and her new to them man.
1: Couldn't get a line on the old man. Oh, Sonny Burnett. He's a nobody. I'm a small businessman. What kind of business? Import export. Stevie, don't be a stranger. Import export? Give me
0: a break. I love that because that is exactly how a shady businessman would describe himself as import-export. And the Gossip Columnist is actually pretty bright to have made that connection so quickly. We have Caitlyn, again, socializing. She's the belle of the ball. One of her friends, who, again, I also thought was Cece DeVille from Poison, drags her away just as she's about to get a bite to eat he's like there's no time to eat like Eddie it's very bad stilted acting because like there's nothing that important she can meet people later this is her party oh man Sonny orders a blackjack straight up remember his favorite drink from buddies as someone comes and uh, sits next to him at the bar really shady kind of guy you'd meet in an LA bar trying to be an agent his name is Mr. Slick he has a little vial of cocaine, puts it on his business card. Sonny, as Burnett, puts his head down on his hands on the counter and just blows the cocaine off the card. <laughs> it is so dry. I love it. Now, the next morning, Crockett and Caitlin are on the patio. See a lot of palm trees, and you also see some tall skyscrapers in close proximity. This is also when I was like, "I don't think it's Los Angeles," because downtown Los Angeles is worlds away from the beach. In LA traffic standards, there are some great hotels downtown. You do see a shot of the Westin Bonaventure Hotel from True Lies during the B-roll. But this is not it. So I was like, okay. And then when I looked up, I was like, ah, it's not Los Angeles, Miami. Like, you would see palm trees, but you wouldn't see those kind of skyscrapers in West Hollywood or Beverly Hills or Santa Monica or Malibu. So I was like, ah, got you, Miami Vice. Crockett's missing Zwoitek. Making another Zwoitek fat joke. (laughs) Turns out he's going back to Miami that afternoon. I love the blue silk robe that he's wearing. It's just like such a royal, almost purpley blue. And again, he's having a nice heart to heart with Caitlin before he leaves.
1: We were, but the way this album's moving, even I didn't expect it to go this fast. When it's raining money in the music business, you don't put up an umbrella. You could be set for life. You know I love to sing A hit album means that I could keep on doing that As much as I want Now darling, if that's what you want Then that's what I want too
0: Ah, well, they're setting that up to be Paradise When Let's check in with our record executives Wiggins, Oh, my God. Hold on. I have it. I have it. I have it. It is Fremont and Wiggins. Wiggins is the British guy. (laughs) I will. Painfully British guy.
1: That's always good for four or five hundred thousand. What you get on this thing up front? Nothing, right? Thirty grand? Thirty five. But you got a lot of points. Fifty five. Any loopholes? Well, if she fails to tour in support of the album, she loses the points.
0: I don't want to play the message clip again, but let's file this one in our mental file cabinet. They also go on to very dryly and sarcastically say, you know, now that she's so happily married, she might not want to tour. That might be the impetus is kind of what they're alluding to. Oh, man. Again, like a broken record, Sunny's not happy with Caitlyn's lack of security before he leaves, butt's head with the manager once again. The manager, the PR guy with the big glasses, he is happy to see Sonny leave. You know who's also happy to see Sunny come is Tubbs. And they play a little catch up when he gets back to Miami, kind of talking about what's going on. When they get to OCB, Trudy looks amazing with this long ponytail and this blue satin dress. Sunny's picture is in the newspaper. He's almost a star.
1: Well, Mr.
0: Nice picture. And it is a very funny picture because you can only see Crockett's hairline. Like you could tell he's definitely pushed to the background this entire episode. And maybe that's kind of provoking a little bit of this insecurity as he grabs the newspaper, crumbles it and stuffs it in the garbage can. Into Castillo's office where someone from the DA is there to ask questions about Tommy Lowe, Caitlin, trying to see if there was any pillow talk. That Caitlin might have provided Sonny that could help with the names that Tommy was going to name Crockett asks if it was Fremont and Wiggins. The DA agrees, and Sonny responds,
1: Ready to do a job for you."
0: <laughs> Sonny is back. Basically, the guy regales Crockett with the story of a DJ in San Diego who was found in pieces in the desert. Because apparently he wasn't playing along with the game of some record company executives. So Crockett offers to take the job and research the guys. And then at dinner, Tubbs brings over a takeout to Crockett's because he's home alone. They talk a little bit more about Crockett accepting this job to look into his wife's bosses in Los Angeles. Okay. And Tubbs is me in this case.
1: Uh-huh, your choice. What's that supposed to mean? You could have handed it off. Castillo could have kicked it all the way back to Los Angeles. Are you kidding me? It's complicated, Rico. Nobody else has the inside track. I mean, this Fremont and Wiggins, are a couple of tube stakes. It's just guesswork trying to tie into Tommy Lowe's murder. Like I said... It was your wife. Would you shine it on? So what do you want me to do?
0: And I agree with Tubbs. Man is spitting nothing but facts. We transition from that to the National Inquisitor, where our tabloid reporter, our very astute tabloid reporter, is talking with his editor. And he's just on, like, the little bits of information he's gone already. Like, he cannot wait to see what he can dig up. So she is booking him to go to Miami, and then we get a great montage of different bars featured in Miami Vice, from Sex World to Raul's. We got JJ's American Diner with a limousine out front. That's just a... I'm envisioning, like, Applebee's. We just have Arriba on a wall in neon, different clubs. The one thing, I love this song, Dirty Laundry by Don Henley. I do not like some of the cinematography choices. It's blurry, but it's slow blurry. And again, it's just, I know I said this a couple episodes ago, or last episode, but like I, I can't, it just makes me... Just gives me the ick. We also have Phil's Disco, two different signs, two different fonts, two different lights. We get lots of great Aquanet scrunched, gel curled hair. This is a great montage. I do love my gossip. However, I have been very behind on a lot of real world stuff because there's a lot of stuff going on in the Bravo universe. <laughs> so I know that Don Henley currently is in court and I have not been keeping as up to date with it as I should have been, seeing as that this is supposed to be your podcast for all things my advice, and I'm dropping the ball on the Don Henley lawsuit. So... Stay tuned to the Instagram and I'll, I'll link more information once I actually read it. And I think it's about stolen journals, trying to get them back. And basically the content of those journals being read in court. This is very my like super skimming. I have that problem where... I skim a lot like I'm a fast reader, but I don't absorb anything. And I think that really solidified in college and is not serving me well in my day to day life where I have to read emails and I miss things. I miss things in the chain. And I was like, okay, so I'm going to have to learn to read slow again. And if I as I'm also learning to speak slower, it's very hard. (laughs) It's very hard to feel like I'm being productive by going slower. Ah, oh, well, you know what's not going slow? These Illinois, Miami flights. As we leave our tabloid investigative journalist in Miami, Crockett is back in Los Angeles, talking to the receptionist. He doesn't have his key, but he's so excited to see his wife. She gives him a key. He goes up, and as soon as he's about to put the key in the slot, a man exits her hotel suite. Crockett's obviously a little taken aback, as we all would be, and uh, then he finds out who he is and what he's there for.
1: He's damage control, Sonny. Working overtime?
0: (sighs) And that sound you hear is her passing him the newest issue of the National Inquisitor with the headline... Caitlin Davies, capitals. New hubby, lowercase. A drug dealer, all caps. There was also a picture of this poor man with god-awful teeth next to him. <laughs> and at first you're like, wait, that's definitely not Sonny. And I really like the way that this shot is set up where you just see the distance between Caitlin and Sonny, Crockett's turning away, Caitlin's turn facing him, and as someone who... Tries to pick up on a lot of body language. This was very evident. It was a well blocked shot. Again, they might be able to get a retraction from the National Inquisitor, but it's kind of too late for the damage it's going to wreak on her reputation. Now we have the most painfully British man jogging in Los Angeles. It's the most unflattering outfit with red short shorts and just a sweatband right across his face. And he has his towel around his neck. It's just not a good look. And skinny legs with like kind of a heavier trunk. It's just not a good look. First of all, for I'm not trying to make fun of him, but please look at this international news agency stand. Newspapers and magazines, the world. Look at the labels. You have Sacramento. Okay, the capital of California. Sunset Magazine which is like a regional West Coast fancy living magazine New York, Los Angeles nothing from anywhere else so I'll give the props team credit for the big signs but the smaller signs they could have played around with that a little bit more this news should freak them out right but remember if Caitlin doesn't tour they make money
1: record sales We're dead, Gordon. Don't be an idiot.
0: This is great. Ooh, that's like such a Melrose Place guitar lick. Now let's visit in again with our most unhappily married couple. Are they really unhappy? Are they just stubborn? What's going on here? But they talk about it again in the limo.
1: There's a big fat lie out there, not a damn thing either of us can do about it. Maybe I should just go to the papers and announce that I'm a cop. not dangle solutions you can't deliver, Sonny.
0: I am not really falling for this. It's kind of like classic, stubborn well, what do you want me to do? I can't fix it. Like, as opposed to just addressing how she feels and, like, how this is affecting his career. Like, he's not doing it intentionally, but uh, it's just a little frustrating. Now we know that Caitlin is probably not going to have the best time in Los Angeles. As Caitlin and Crockett exit the limo to go to dinner, our... Tabloid journalists ask him a very important question that results in a punch to the face.
1: The lava was
0: oh man, and another cover for Crockett, but this time you can actually see his face. You couldn't see it in the National Inquisitor, you couldn't see it before in the newspaper. Now you can actually see Crockett's face. So yeah, that's all the world is knowing of Crockett is that. He punched out a journalist, and he is involved in torture, drug dealing, and other shady business. Oh, well, let's check in on these two lovebirds, shall we, there? Back at the hotel. It's, uh... The communication here is really lacking, but Caitlin is quite smart and quite aware of her surroundings, and she knows exactly what's going on.
1: We... Oui? You're an assignment here, aren't you? It's not just me. You've got a job to do here, too. It's my case. The same way it was my case when we met. So what not? I gotta figure my next move.
0: And Caitlin also makes it crystal clear to Crockett that she doesn't want to know about it until he has proof. This is her bosses. This is her career. This is... Her livelihood, their livelihood on the line. So let's see what happens. But speaking of proof, we as the audience are privy to it because we are seeing two of our record executives and some other guy in a sauna talking business and it's not good. Apparently, they are running out of cash flow and they got maybe six months to a year. Wow. It's almost like it's setting all this up. What's going to happen to Caitlin? So it turns out our record company executives are going to use Crockett to them, Burnett, to their advantage. Let's check in with Caitlin. She is, I'm sorry, I'm laughing. You just have to see this haircut. It is. It is so wild. It is a very uneven mullet and he has a fish like kind of like a Jesus fish I cannot even tell what it is, earring and he's a producer but apparently he was quite the stud back in the day because he also had some marital issues
1: you've been married, right? three times what happened? (laughs) well uh, the first time I was in a band And she was pathologically jealous of the groupies. (laughs) And the other two, they weren't crazy about the long hours. Uh, You know, you're either in the business or you're a non-pro. Outsiders, they just don't get it.
0: Not to be devil's advocate, but I think you're naturally going to have a hard time connecting with somebody when you're part of a world that they don't understand. But lots of couples make it work. I think it would be better to bring up touring and travel and that as being more responsible for a fractured relationship than just jealousy and that outsiders don't get it. But I digress. Crockett calls Tubbs and Tubbs, once again, is in Caitlin's corner.
1: She might think that you're putting the job before her. Ah, come on, Rico. You know that's not true. Yeah, I know that. You know that. But how are you gonna get her to know that? The job has always been a bitch on the matrimonial state. It always will be. Yeah, but this is different. This situation existed before we met. Hell, it's a reason we did meet. I'm just concerned about her, man. trying to keep her from being hurt. (laughs) I wouldn't lay that line on her if I were you. Listen, Fremont and Wiggins are not going to kill the goose that laid the golden egg. Bottom line is you're doing exactly what you believe is right. And you can't ask any more yourself than that.
0: Yep. Tubbs is a hundred percent right. Then our record executives break up this (laughs) band. I can't even, their outfits are so fun though. You have like a blue satin belted dress, like a pink blazer thing going on. Too funny. I forget what the scene is about, but let's bring it back. So, Sunny, they're watching Sunny. So, Sunny is parked outside of the hotel in a black GTS Ferrari with an old school California license plate. They're watching him. As Sunny is driving out of the driveway, they come around and block him in. Sonny calmly and surprisingly calmly gets out of the car, asks if there's a problem. They introduce themselves and say that ah, there's none of privacy on the telephone, that they want to meet in person. They walk down to the beach, but not before they make a proposition to Sonny. Mr. Bennett, how would you like to become very, very rich? And who can say no to that? Well, especially not Sonny Burnett. He goes off to talk with them while walking along the shore of the beach. Sunny looks great. The British one, you can tell he's not in his natural habitat. I'm sorry. Just he looks so uncomfortable and like in every scene. <laughs> he's not a bad actor. It's not that. It's just like the outfits they put him in and just do him no favors. Oh, man. So they talk about a drug deal with him and they talk about why they need Sonny. And then turns out that they can use Sonny to recoup losses if Caitlyn doesn't tour because she's indisposed. Message! Oh, well, speaking of Caitlyn, Crockett goes over to the hotel to try and talk to her, and instead, he gets a wake-up call from her assistant.
1: You know, you two need to spend more time together. Think I like this? No, I know you both hate it, but that don't change the fact that you're not there for her. I'm trying. Trying ain't gonna get it. She needs you to be there. She can't even keep her mind on her business worrying about you. Never know when you're going to blow in or blow out. She's miserable behind it. Yeah, well, I, uh... I gotta keep my mind on my business, too. Otherwise, people could get killed. Look, I know you think I got it in for you, but that ain't so. Fact is, I think you're a pretty solid guy. But you and she just got your stars crossed. I hate to see either of you hurt like this.
0: Well, at least he takes hopefully what the assistant says and goes down to the pool, talks to Caitlin. They talk it over. She's scared. She is wearing either a blazer or a bathrobe that looks like a blue blazer, but it looks pretty cool. And it's like terry cloth. I was like, Oh, that would have been like a big juicy couture power girl blazer in the mid two thousands. Sunny reassures her that, she'll be fine and she doesn't need the record executives if they do turn out to be bad they either go back to miami that night because my next notes are that sunny gets a call from ponytail guy (laughs) and it really does cut like that like you see them by the pool and then you see them at home so i'm assuming that i've tried to remember i remember she says like oh we're going back to miami and i think it is exactly like the precursor of the scene. So I do apologize. I cut that from my notes. As Caitlin's getting ready, Sonny is again talking to Ponytail Guy. Now, Caitlin had a photo shoot before she was going to go back to L.A. But the photographer apparently has to fly back. So they're pushing it forward a day the same night they're making their deal. So they're going to be making this deal, meeting at the pier at 11 p.m. But Caitlin's photo shoots at 6 around 6 p.m. Don't be late. It's in Coral Gables. Crockett calls Castillo to get back up to the pier, drives Caitlin to the photo shoot. And they're joking around in the car. It is very cute. He says that, you know, he's got a hot date. They had dinner plans. that were going to get canceled because of this photo shoot being pushed up. But she invites him in and he goes inside to check out the photo shoot. So the photographer is still busy with a model. The model is wearing like this black leather getup and these kind of like data from Star Trek glasses. (laughs) She pulls them down a little bit, like looks at them then slowly unzips her leather bustier, which I obviously made a gif of. I just thought that was very funny. Now Crockett's walking around the photo shoot because they have a little bit of time, right? He says that he just needs a few minutes and he'll be right with Caitlin when he's ready. As Crockett is hanging around this empty house with sheets covering the furniture, he notices Fremont and Wiggins in a car outside. He knows this is a setup. He rushes over. They drive off. Gets Caitlyn, and it's right when the photographer and the model turn out to be hitmen. They get into a big shootout. There's also a kind of a funny gif of Crockett shooting the model. Her just, like, flipping back with the gun. It is kind of funny. Checks to make sure that she's dead. She does look very stylish with the blood dripping out of her mouth. He makes sure that Caitlyn is safe on the floor, that she's not hurt. As he goes out to chase the record executives... They're backing up, and they're backing up without looking back. They back up so fast and so quick that they flip their car over a sculpture in the yard. As Crockett's firing at the car, catches on fire as is upside down. Ponytail Man does survive. Crockett is able to get him out. He's quite surprised that he's a cop, and Crockett is not here to talk about it.
1: Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. Can't we discuss this like civilized human beings? You have the right to an attorney.
0: It is just very funny, like, his posture. Like, oh, what what do you mean? Can we just talk this over? Like, I was just trying to kill your wife just so I could recoup the losses if she didn't go on tour so I could keep my business afloat after I've already killed multiple people. Just so nonchalant. But... Overall, good guy. He just needed a better wardrobe. That's That would be my only recommendation for this episode. Now, let's check in with our lovebirds. We have Caitlin stoically waiting outside, looking amazing in this white coat that I've definitely put on the gallery. That you can see at each and every episode's description, there's always a link to that episode's gallery so you can follow along. She does look like a million bucks the big earrings her hair nicely permed this was the 80s i'm assuming it's a perm as don't dream it's over is playing in the background which is like such a sweet fitting song for what they're going through and as crockett and caitlin discuss there's still love left in this relationship but first let's get to don't dream it's over this song is so sweet, but I am definitely guilty of this. I definitely associated this song like, oh, don't dream it's over. They just, they don't want to see us win with like a man who did not care if I lived or died and absolutely wanted nothing to do with me, but I would like listen to this song. Oh my god, this is so embarrassing. I should say men. This is not just what it's. This is so embarrassing. But yeah, it's like a projection of what the lyrics actually are with what's really going on. But with Crockett and Caitlin, this is a beautiful song that actually is appropriate in their relationship.
1: Call yeah, every night. And I'll see you in New York, yeah? Three weeks. And tomorrow. I know it's different world, Sunny. can make it work
0: or die trying oh no they actually ended the episode like that (laughs) spoiler alert oof but let's end this on a positive sweet note I'll do music first we're gonna go all of order don't Dream It's Over as much as I love dirty laundry because I am a Mosa and I do love gossip. And Devil in a Blue Dress really fit with that theme party. I have to give it to Don't Dream It's Over because again, I would be like a teenager just wistfully thinking about some guy who would not care if I got hit by a bus <laughs> who's like actively hooking up with other girls and leading me on. I'm like, no, they don't want us to win. But... How cute. Now I'm walking again to the beat of a drum and I'm counting the steps to the door of your heart. Only shadows ahead, barely clearing the roof, get to know the feeling of liberation and release. Hey now, hey now, don't dream it's over. Hey now, hey now, when the world comes in, they come, they come to build a wall between us. You know they won't win. That's really sweet. And like, we all are. Rooting for Crockett and Caitlyn. Crockett is actually the problem in this relationship. And I will... (laughs) He's not seen a lot of growth from his previous relationships. And he's putting a lot on Caitlyn. Team Caitlyn on this one. But now, let's have fun. Let's get down to fashion. fashion. Now, I need I guess I'm four seasons in I'm a little too late I always should have had like a best and worst haircut because this isn't the best nor the worst but the DJ with the curly tufts in the front and kind of like he's not doesn't have fade on the side but like shorter cropped hair on the side I'm like that would literally be worn by a teenager today that's not quite what the kids call you know the cut but very similar that would be apropos today the old producer with the fake has to be fake hair. I would be very surprised if that's his real hair, that mullet and the earring. I was like, Oh my Lord. I was, I cannot believe that the styling team just let this man on camera. I would be so mad if this was, <laughs> but best dressed. We have the two ladies, not who you think tied for first place. We have the model in her data glasses and all leather in Miami, luckily it's at night. Then we have Caitlin waiting outside in that fabulous white coat as she heads on her south, southeastern tour, North Carolina, Memphis, then back to New York. I'm like, okay, maybe she's just going up from Miami, seeing what's up there. Usually, you know, you have like international or you kind of like do, she's just doing the East Coast. Okay. Our wild card, best dressed, is Mr. Slick himself. His business card is also in the gallery. I will give the prop team credit. There is no Collins Avenue in Los Angeles, but the business card still looks legit. It's not like some of the other janky ones that I've seen I've made fun of on this podcast. Worst dressed, I am... (sighs) This poor actor. He was in Spinal Tap. Like, he's not... It's funny because there's another Spinal Tap actor... We all will know later on in the season. This is just the most unflattering look. I think he's wearing sandals and socks to run, red hot pants, a gray sweatshirt, a green wristband, sweatband, and a maroon black headband with the low ponytail and with the towel tucked in. He looks so bad. This is the most unflattering fit. I feel so bad for this. Poor man, what is his name? Tony Hendra, they played you dirty, my friend, with this outfit. I I cringed. I was like, oh, this I would be very mad if this were me. But then we also have some fun wild cards. We have the three people at the bar where the reporter is trying to get some information. You got a yuppie, you got kind of a weird artsy girl, then you just got like a young guy in the middle with glasses and a silk shirt. You got some looks. And now, as we wrap this episode, just wanna say thank you once again for liking, for subscribing on YouTube, for subscribing on Spotify, for subscribing on Apple, Google, wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for subscribing, thank you for listening, and thank you for all the positive comments and feedback. I am on all things social. At Vice and Easy Podcast, and let's wrap up this episode with our quote of the week. Import Export,
1: Stevie, don't be a stranger. Import Export, give me a break.
0: No, it's totally a legitimate import export company. Nothing weird is getting imported or exported. Nothing illegal, especially not in Miami in the (laughs) eighties. And with that, we wrap up season four, episode eleven, "A Rock and a Hard Place." I will see you all next episode. And until then.
1: Hey, man, Miami Wise is number one new show.